meant for an afterlife of fire, brimstone, and pitchforks. And if you at all care about your soul, if you want a chance to avoid these fiery gates of hell, then you need to put your faith into JC. You know who I'm talking about. The Dark Lord of Synth, Mr. John Carpenter. While often revered for his works on Halloween and The Thing, I believe John is criminally overlooked on some of his other titles that deserve recognition. That's the case with today's film, folks. Not only is this my favorite John Carpenter movie, this is my favorite Jamie Lee Curtis movie. We are talking about the 1980 horror thriller, The Fog. These are the kind of horror pictures I love discussing, and they are the necessary stops on the road to Halloween. And here you are doing all the necessary stops with us to become the spookiest son of a bitch you can before October 31st. So, let's get serious here, boys and girls. Tensions are high and visibility is low. Together, we will make it out of this storm, hopefully alive. So without any further introduction, here is our take on The Fog. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back again for another week, clapping them cheeks, the best producer in the whole wide world, Mr. Ozark Mark. Ozark, what's happening down there? I see you're in a sweatshirt. I'm in a sweatshirt. Something's happening. That's correct. Something is happening. We are officially in fall. Thank God. Because here, I'll tell you this, uh, the last day of summer was yesterday uh, when we're recording this, and uh, it was 90 fucking degrees yesterday. It was 90 degrees. really warm. Yesterday, and today, it was only a high of 70. It's getting down into the 40s. My windows are open. I have a hoodie on. Uh, This is fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Now, I'm not excited. It was like 90-something. Dude, it was. It was, I mean, Yesterday. I like the heat, but holy shit. Yeah, that's too hot. But I can't see my breath yet, so I'm not fully happy. But mm. but uh, it's 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 nice. I love the cold weather. It feels fantastic. That's yeah. That's what I got here. So we are almost to October here on this sloppy road to Halloween, Mister Christian Ramey, and we got another banger. You can't have a road to Halloween without throwing in a classic from the man himself, Mr. John Carpenter, correct? That's right, man. And also, we got a little bit of a something always fun about natural, or, you know, the elements or natural disasters or, you know, when weather turns against you. That just always kind of works. It's always kind of fucking creepy because it's a thing that's a little bit truthful. There's a little bit of uh, truth beyond if it's like, oh, there's a tornado. Well, that's actually scary. Like, that's not a ghost or, like, that's not a paranormal thing. And this isn't that. This is the fog. The fog. The fog. What the fog does. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you more about the fog. <laughs> let me tell you about the fog. Also, look, when you say the fog, I feel like it's like a slow person trying to say frog. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fog. <laughs> the thing about the fog, what happens is, it doesn't come alone. It brings a whole band of, I mean, let's call them what they are, ghost pirates. I mean, these are ghost pirates that come to mess up this little town. I, You know, I just kind of want to jump into the synopsis. For the folks that haven't seen this movie let me put it out there. I, this, is, this is probably my favorite John Carpenter film. Like, I haven't really, like, chiseled down the list like I have with Wes Craven and all the others, but love John Carpenter, obviously. This is probably my favorite John Carpenter movie. Um, <clears throat> there's a linear, there's, there's a whole fucking bunch of reasons here. Let's, let's run down this. So, first off, all the great band and crew that we all know, 
we all know. First off, just on the behind the camera end, we got John Carpenter. It's a Deborah Hill production. And then you got Tommy Lee Wallace. Okay, bro. Like these guys, I mean, they made the movie we talked about last week, okay? Season of the Witch, Halloween 3. Start the same actor, Tom Atkins. But he loses the mustache in this movie. Did he throw you off without a mustache in this? He did. Yeah. I was like, hold on, that's the same. Yep, that's Tom Atkins. So there he is again. We have Jamie Lee Curtis, and honestly, probably my favorite role of her in horror. Um, just, I just love her in this movie, her character. Not that I, I love Laurie. I do love Laurie Strode. I mean, I love, <coughs> excuse me, Prom Night, Terror Train. I love all these movies. But something about the fog really just is close to my heart. And uh, what you got, Adrian uh, Bardot, however the hell you say her name. John Carpenter was married to her. That's the... Um, that's old sexy Stevie Wayne up there in uh, Spivey Cove. Up there. KB. Spi- what is that? Spivey Point her, or Spivey Cove? I think, man, look, I'm telling you. Uh, I think she just should have done a regular voice. I think it would have been a lot hotter over the radio than uh, her little uh, radio voice that she does. Oh, really? It's KB. I, I kind of liked it a little. I liked it. Spivey Point is what it was. Spivey Point. I kind of liked it. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've got all these band of characters, and then even Rob Bottin, the guy, the makeup legend. He worked with John Carpenter on The Thing. I mean, he's legendary. He, He had a small role in this, and then he's also did all the makeup in here. And then you have... At the time, Nancy Loomis, her name has since changed, but, uh, I mean, she was Annie from the original Halloween. She's the girl, you know, Annie. Uh, you, you recognize, I'm sure you recognized her immediately. But sure. she was, you know, Halloween 3 as well. The, all, I hate when people say things, and they usually do it to directors they don't like, like Rob Zombie. Like, he uses the same people in all his movies. It's like, all directors do that, dummy. Like, Sandler, Scorsese, Tarantino. Carpenter, like they have their band of merry men and women, and they stick with it. And then, like you learn to love, you, that's what those movies are. Like you go in, like oh, if you're watching an Adam Sandler movie, you kind of know what to expect. You know which crew to expect. You feel this with those '80s John Carpenter movies. You're like, oh man, I need a little Tom Atkins in there, maybe <laughs> you know <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. But on top of that, we have Janet Lee. Okay, did you reckon the old lady in here? Okay. Well, she wasn't old, but she was like the mom. Um, and then she got, she's like the real estate lady. Legendary from Psycho, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. So you got mom and daughter, same movie, both horror legends. Um, so Halloween had already come out at that point, so her daughter got a little bit of cred, but she wasn't beating down the door with offers yet. So John Carpenter says, look here, you could be in the fog. And then after that, she did Terror Train and Prom Night. She got, you know, cemented forever as a scream queen. And that's why she is who she is. But to give a little rundown, I guess, like I said I was going to do. So we have Antan- Antonio Bay. Is that what the... Uh, Antonio Bay. Yes. So that, that's where the story takes place. A small little town in California. All right? So back in the day, this town had some bad history to start off all right and that's where we're going to start off so there was like six people who founded the town and what these people did when founding the town there was another really rich guy that was on a ship that had uh lepers like a bunch of sick people that wanted to come over and start a you know start civilization with them and they didn't want that to happen so they like i burnt down this ship or attacked this ship and killed all of those people and sunk it and took all the gold from the ship to start up this new town. So their town started off in bad ways, like on bad blood. And when the fog rolls in on the anniversary of this town's birthday, however many years, these ghosts of these pirates dudes on the ship come back and uh, they want their gold and they want to take revenge. And... They want to take the six people who, the descendants of the, you know, the families that started this town. Very uh, Nightmare on Elm Street-esque with the, uh, I mean, this obviously came out before. But, you know, I'm coming for the family line of the people that fucked me. Like, yeah, your parents burnt me. I'm coming for you and you and you. Same kind of thing. 
That's what these ghost pirates are doing. I like ghost pirates. Some of the special effects in here, they're sweet, man. The colors, it's just, and the score. Obviously, you're dealing with the John Carpenter score. Whenever you get one of his movies, you know you're dealing with one of his scores. It's usually some power synth, but my man knows what he's doing. And there's a, uh, I don't want to say vibe, you know, but in the, there's just a, a total feel or a taste that a John Carpenter movie has that nothing else really has. And this is just, this is when I think he was really, this was after Halloween. I know Halloween gets praised as his top. And I'm not, that wasn't his first movie, but that's this like first home run with horror. I think this is, you know, with this being after, I feel like he was comfortable. They had a little bit more money. They knew what they were doing. I really love The Fog. It's a lot of fun. So I want to dive into this. I, I'm assuming this is probably your first time seeing this, Ozark? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I enjoyed it very much. I liked it. I liked the story. I liked the uh, premise. I liked the effects in it. I liked that. Just an enjoyable move. Not very long. It, it was great. Kept It held, held my interest through the whole thing. Um, let, me, let me ask you this. I know there was a remake of The Fog. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was an exact remake or what it was, but not I, good. I, I don't... Yeah, it wasn't the, it like Supernatural or something. Yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, it's not the same premise as this one, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Not good at all. Yeah, I liked this premise way better. It made sense. Yeah, and ghost pirates are fucking cool, dude. Like, I'm I'm just going to put it out there, man. Like, there's something cool about these dudes because they're, like, mummified, and they never show them fully. And what you do see, they're super creepy. Some have glowing eyes. Uh, and every time they step up on the scene... Glass starts breaking, fog starts pouring in, the temperatures go down, clocks are breaking. All this crazy stuff's going on. I like that. It's, um, I don't know, it's really fun. And I also liked that uh, the lighthouse aspect, too, of Stevie Wayne being up on the lighthouse, being the radio DJ of the small little town, seeing what's going on, and like her position of kind of being safe in a way, safer for a moment, but she's like telling the whole town. It was just fun to me. Over the radio. I, I liked that whole little aspect. And then we have to mention, all right, what did we say about Tom Atkins last week when we were talking about Halloween 3 when he was in bed with that girl? What was the creepy question he asked? How old are you? That's right. Let's move forward to the fog. <laughs> <laughs> he bangs Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yeah. And then he says, hey, by the way, what's your name? after they've been hanging out they've had rides the the whole ride together they've clearly fucked and and hey what's your name (laughs) tom atkins wins like the most ballsiest award for like you know ballsiest questions they ask women in bed like you're like damn dude he had that like old man and that was without the mustache yeah but what would the question nowadays be you know i mean you get there like what's your credit score (laughs) (laughs) what do you ask him yeah that's that's just really funny he and he's so funny because he's like old school but he's like really direct and stuff like when he when he saves the kid from the fog like the kids in this house and the fog's pouring around it and this ghost dude's at the door breaking it in tom atkins breaks the window out where this of the room where the kid is in and he says Hey, kid, get out! Now! <laughs> like, there's no, like, hey, buddy, you gotta come over. Hey, kid, get out now! <laughs> like, he's just yelling at him. <laughs> like, the whole time, he just has, like, direct orders, and it's very funny. Like, that's the funniest part to me, watching him just, uh, yeah, this place is a zoo! <laughs> like, he's know, that he's, way in his movies. The, yeah. <laughs> Talking about the radio station in the lighthouse, though, I feel like that would be super cool, man. Yeah. Own that. Um, but I tell you what, dog, all them stairs, did you see on them stairs she had to go a, a down, like just going down. Like I feel like your legs would get tired just going down those stairs. There were so many stairs to get from the gate to that lighthouse. No more leg days needed. And then it was towards the end towards the end of the movie where she was up there and she was um, talking over the radio about like, Andy, I'm sorry, I couldn't, you know, be there. I had to be here. It's like, no, nah, bitch, you just didn't want to run up all them damn stairs. You weren't going to make it in time anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't have made it. Doc. You weren't going to make it. 
No, but there's a shit ton of stairs. That would be the only shitty thing. No more like days. You just have to, you know, do upper body. I don't even know if you'd have to do cardio anymore. No. All that. Probably not. That's too much. <laughs> but it wouldn't be fun. I would like to hang out up there, burn down, you know, hang out well, with just, my friends, just listen not, to the jazz. Yeah, just be a jazz DJ up there. That would be, that's a cool little gig. Makes me want to go to a bay area, find a lighthouse, and start a radio station. I like how when I first, when she called out, she's like, all right, everybody out there, if you look out to your east, there's a master fog coming in. And he's like, the, the, the dudes in that boat at the beginning were like, master fog. And he's like, no, master fog. And then he looked, hey, there's some fog. <laughs> Oh, wait, there is a master fog. I don't know why that part's so funny to me, but he's... Those guys got messed up. They did get fucked up. And the one guy that was down there in, like, the control room, like, after the other room got murked, and it's dark, and the ghost ghost, uh, pirate walks through the door, and the guy's just saying, So, Utah, what'd you get, wet? (laughs) (laughs) And he just gets murked. (laughs) What'd you get, What? I did love that too, man. That's something about the way they talk back then. It was just there was a funny way to them. These movies are very comfortable or comfortable to watch, uh, in my opinion. And I think this one falls in that super underrated category. You always hear about a lot of you know you hear about the thing, you hear about Halloween. Obviously, I feel like the fog doesn't rank as high. And you don't hear people talk about the fog as often. And you're like, dude, it deserves its respect. Especially you got Janet Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Atkins. Well, it does. I, I, just, I don't think it gets as much credit as the other ones that you've mentioned do just because of the villains. Like, this is more town and story-based versus it's focused on the vi- villains, which are the ghost pirates. I mean, you only see them for a quarter of the movie. Not even that. When you got other, there's no iconic character. Like nobody's talking about Jake the pirate. That's true. You know he was great, but you, he's not the Michael Myers or the the alien thing, or you know from the thing, or but you know anything like that. So I, that's why I think people don't gravitate gravitate to it more than those. But it's still a great story. Like if they made a remake of this, I don't. I, I the same like actual premise. Like made right. a remake of this same story. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good. I do like. I don't think it's going to be as good as the original, of course, but I feel like a bunch of people that never seen The Fog and won't watch old movies if they did a modern version of this same premise, like almost all the way through. I think people would really like it. Yeah, I do too. And it was a successful movie. I mean, the budget was like a million dollars, and it made like twenty three million. So I mean, it, it it won over quite well. I mean, just a superstar cast. And, um, oh, what's his name? Hal Hallbrook, the, the guy who played the, um, the old, like, priest guy. Yeah. I love that guy. He was in the movie Wall Street. He's very fun. He's a lot of fun. I love in the beginning where the, some, the guy's cleaning up the church for him. I guess it was his altar boy or something. He's, he's, uh, Father Malone's in there drinking, getting ready to pour some wine. He's like, he's like, I'll need you here at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Or he's like, I'll need you at 3 o'clock tomorrow. And the guy goes, Father, can I get paid? You know who that guy is? He's like, why don't you come in at 6 tomorrow? (laughs) 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 No, I don't know who that guy is. That is young John Carpenter. Is it really? Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. He disliked his acting so much in it. Like... I hope he hears that you you like that part because you, that's totally random and you did not know what I'm about to say. But he totally hated himself so much, or like not himself, but hated his acting in there because he says, like, I was in a scene with the legendary actor and he said I felt like a dumbass, like just saying lines. He said I didn't feel like the guy, you know, I didn't feel like I belonged in the same room. I felt like he belonged. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a Carpenter guy. I looked at it like, oh, shit, John Carpenter. But yeah. you watched it as a, just a, this random guy, and you enjoyed his, you appreciated what he was going for. <laughs> He's like, Father, can I get paid? <laughs> yeah, like, yes, young John well, Carpenter. Maybe that's why. Maybe it was the not superb acting. I don't know. I just liked it. I thought it was a funny part. 
Yeah. I thought it was good. A Lots of people, you know. It's funny because she, she actually asked me the other day. She's like, don't you get tired of, like, listening to your own voice? Because I have to edit this episode, each episode, twice. Yes. Not so much audio <coughs> anymore. The audio is not too in-depth, but the video, like, I have to watch this entire video and listen to it and make cuts and all that. But it's not as bad talking as it is music. Music was a lot different. Music, when you're trying to, like, do music and stuff like we did, hearing your own voice is ears. It's horrible. Yeah. It's hard to mix your own voice, but talking is a lot easier and bearable. Yeah, because you don't really even care if your, like, voice cracks. Also, you're not alone, I would imagine. But I don't know if you're the same way. I mean, you work on the episodes a lot sooner, but... I feel like right now, if we were to click on an episode from a year ago, I'd have no idea what the fuck we were about to say. Like, Dude, I didn't. I, I have don't like either. no idea. Like, no. I mean, I remember some key points, you know, obviously like the what do you know facts, the knowledge I, I know about the movie, we don't lose that, but in the sense of what the hell we are talking about. No, do the random things that we say. <laughs> Get me every, <laughs> get me every time. Like go back like a year, just click on a random episode. There's just shit in there I totally forgot about. Oh yeah. What's your favorite part of this movie though, Christian? Um, Rainy. The fog. A part that I really enjoyed, and really liked. So, a. This isn't a what do you know fact. This is just a common fact. Like there's a lot of different names like. In these early movies, before John Carpenter and all of his gang of pals were fucking famous, like he just he just named all of his characters in his movies his buddies' names. So like <clears throat> Tom Atkins' character is Nick Castle. That's the guy that worked with. He's an actor, and he worked with uh, John Carpenter. He was Michael Myers. There was a few people who played Michael in the first movie, but he was Michael Myers, and that's Nick. You know, Tom Atkins' character. So there's quite a few situations like that, but Charles Cyphers, he plays Dan O'Bannon. And Dan O'Bannon, that's the guy who made Return of the Living Dead. He uh, Old film buddies, right? So, But Dan is the weather guy that would call Stevie, and those two would call each other back and forth. Stevie's working at the radio station, and uh, when she'd need a weather report, Dan would call her up on the phone, give her weather reports, and... He would flirt with her, and I guess she would kind of toy with him, but they just had a fun relationship on the phone. And one night, like, when the fog's rolling in, <laughs> and, like, I don't know why it's so fun to me. A, because the fog looks sick. He's on the phone with her, and she's, like, freaking out. She has an idea that the fog is bad. He doesn't know. So he's sitting there chilling, and he's like, wait a second. There's somebody messing around at the door. <laughs> like, he's just got this fucking funny attitude, but he ends up getting messed up but the part that i liked about that was like he was trusting all the way until the end just like these rascals kind of mindset like what's going on out here <laughs> looked awesome it really crept in it was just the perfect uh i mean for a horror movie it was a suspense situation you got somebody that has no idea what's going on behind them on their phone and you just see it all coming down and as a fan of horror, you're like, you just want to see this dude get messed up. But, like, initially watching, you're like, ah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go into fog. You got to look back there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look out for the fog. It's coming in fog. Oh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> He got fogged. Yeah. There was, one, there, was, there was one part that made me laugh hysterically. And, you know, you know my parts. Random parts. Mm-hmm. So it's when Stevie is getting ready to do her air sh- her, her her air shift on the night of the fog, and this is when her son Andy found that piece of wood um, on the shore. Yeah, and brought yeah. it to her and stuff. Tell first him, of all, yeah, first tell of all, him about that. Though. First of all, okay, so Andy goes down to mm-hmm. the beach to do a little bit of fish or whatever. So he looks over to the rocks. He goes over there. There's a gold coin there. Kid looked like he was having the most fun day ever, Dude, by the way. Like, by himself. So jealous. Yeah. And then he goes there, but the water hits it, and then it ter- turns into this piece of wood that has uh, some letters on it. I forget what it says. Dane or something. Dane, yeah. Dane. <clears throat> so then he runs back and wakes up Stevie to show her the piece of wood. And first of all, I don't have children, okay? But if I work late at nights and I'm trying to sleep and my kid comes in here waking me up, 
about a piece of wood. <laughs> Getting smacked. All right, don't fucking wake me up with a piece of wood. But anyway. Oh, yeah, kids are good like that. So eventually she takes it with her to the radio station. And, of course, you know, it, it starts doing some ghostly stuff. It burns up into flames and all that stuff, and it gets crazy, right? So then he Stevie calls Andy and t- to tell him, that don't go on the beach anymore, don't pick up anything, you know, There's and stay inside. So after the conversation's over, she goes, Andy, I love you. He goes, yeah, me too. And then he hangs up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, me too. And then hangs up the phone. Not, it's like one of those thug life moments. <laughs> not, like, I love you too, or me too. Like, when somebody says, I love you, you say, I love you too. I love you too. Yeah, that's that's you know, the that's, proper. A, that's what it is. Okay, not yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> Try that next time with your girl. I love you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, say that. <laughs> yeah, me too. By the way, <laughs> what about I, what? I love me too. <laughs> so that's your favorite part. Now let's lay this down though, because there's like six different kills. Correct. Yeah. What? Is your favorite kill? Mm, let's see. We have the three on the ship. Then we have the weather guy. Mm-hmm. The grandma. <laughs> grandma got it too. <laughs> the grandma. Poor grandma. And then Father Malone at the end, right? He was the sixth. Yep. Uh, probably the sixth one. When Father Malone gets it. Because, yeah. you know, you thought it was all well and, well and good, and then you just see, you know, the fog start coming in behind him, and then just a sword come up with glowing eyes and just pff, murk him. Nah, nah, nah. Then cat didn't see it coming. Because, I mean, the, the kills aren't graphic. Really? No. There are no. There's no really graphicness in all any of it. That's a carpenter, you know, uh, little touch. Basic, basic stabbing, basic, you know, cuts. Nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. There's violence behind the kills. They're violent kills, but it doesn't over... It, it's all John in Carp- Yeah, John Carpenter just has that beautiful simplicity. Like, I mean... And sometimes that's and, and that's better sometimes. I'd say it's you know? a little more than Halloween, but not, like, a lot more. Just, like, uh, one setting above Halloween. Dude, what would you do in that part when they found one... Of, when they brought back uh, that guy's body from the boat? And the coroner's just sitting there like, yeah, this guy's been underwater for, like, months. Like, no, he just went out, like, two days ago. But Jamie Lee Curtis is in there, and then you just see the feet hit the ground and the body come towards you. Yeah. Yo. That was That's freaky. everybody's fear of being in a room with a dead body. That it comes to life. Yeah. Yeah. And they found— And don't <laughs> say anybody—because everybody listening has been to an open casket funeral mm-hmm. at some point. Now, granted, like, you know— you know, all their innards are gone. It's not possible. But you've been in some kind of weird situation. Like, you know, going up as a kid, seeing, like, your dead grandma or something there when you're a kid, you're like, what if she just wakes up or some shit? Everybody has that fear. One more kiss for me! <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Don't! Grandma! Because <laughs> there'd be some of the family members that would just be the, oh! And then there would be, like, come to me! You know, that it would it would be a dramatic thing, but I'd be out. No. One hundred percent. I can make kiss. I don't know how coroner's doing it. Yeah, that there was some it's fun kills. Thing. I I liked uh Dan. Obviously I liked his kill a lot. Um the shift guys were fun too. Those were probably the most brutal. Yeah. And you just see the ghostly ship too, just see it and that you don't see it fully. Just enough to get the idea. Pretty was, sick. He's like, there was a ship here a second ago. <laughs> Whoa, it's the, a big ship. Where's this ship? It's a pirate ship. <laughs> uh, I Even though this movie, it's taking place in April, this feels Halloween to me. Maybe it's just the John Carpenter kiss as well, but the fog, that just feels like, the you know, like October to me. It feels like it's creeping in, and... 
I don't know, the season of the witch has got me in that mood because yeah. this is literally one of my favorite horror movies. I mean, I say that I love a lot of horror movies, but this is top 50. Well, yeah, Fog is definitely Halloween, is for sure. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'd say this, on my way to work recently, uh, we've been getting a little bit of fog. And I passed this graveyard, and it's the graveyard on, you're familiar with it, it's on uh, off Cleves, Warsaw, when you're going towards Glenway, that little graveyard over there. Oh, yeah. For the past three days, dude, in the morning, there's just been a light, uh, a dense, low thing of fog over the graveyard. It looks so f- creepy. Looks so cool too. But Them is ghosts, baby. Fog is definitely Halloweenish for sure. Like you see fog, fog is a part of Halloween. I agree, for man. For sure, for sure. I want to make these creep like that. Like how I, I mean, obviously the audio listeners can't listen, but they're but the video listeners, if you could see the image behind Mark, if I could just like set that up in my yard for like Halloween, because I don't even have sidewalk and I'm up off the yard, so it's just gonna be people driving by. But just have fog rolling out with the red-eyed creatures. Some people have been doing that with bushes, like just putting like two <laughs> two bulbs, like make them look like eyes in the bushes. I thought that was cool. Oh, that's a really cool idea. You never seen that? Nah, dude. I saw it someplace somebody did it. Like all you gotta do is just put two like battery-operated lights, red lights in the bushes, and they look like eyes. I want to try that out, man. Eyes in the bushes. That's a good idea. I, they've got like I'm usually not big into like the inflatable stuff. I know some people like that, but I saw one that's like a ten foot Michael Myers, and you're like, well, that's a. Dude, the inflatables get crazy. Just go to Home Depot, okay? And there's always that little section where they got the huge towers. Yeah. Of things like, who the fuck would buy this? But the big Michael Myers, like, I you know. You and I don't have little dicks, so we don't need big giant trucks, right? You know, we're not those kind of guys that, like, need big lifted trucks. I might need a lifted Michael Myers. I might need him, though. Just put him on your roof like the big gorillas from the car car lots. (laughs) Just keep him up all year. (laughs) Uh, Well, I want to know more things about this movie. Let's get into it. Ha ho ha he hello there welcome to the what do you know here this is a segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie now this is gonna go down how this is how it's always gonna go down if this is your first time here i guess i'll give you a little bit of what do you know here for you that may or may not know what's about to happen here what's gonna happen here is we're gonna tell you things we know about this movie now you may know what we know you may not what we know but if you don't know what we know you're gonna have a we know gasm but if you know what we know you're gonna have a slighter less intense we know gasm but it doesn't matter you have one of those every day because you're lonely now why don't you tell me something that you may or may not know about this movie, The Fog, 1980? Okay. So, Adrian Barbella, the main actor there, the main actress, the girl who played Stevie Wayne. What's her name? Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this lady. You think people nicknamed the Bobo? Maybe. Okay was actually John Carpenter's girl at the time. It was broad? Yeah, it was his broad. And she did not smoke cigarettes. But he wanted her to have that whole raspy voice and smoke cigarettes. Like for the role. Thought that's what the character looked like. So they trained on how to look while smoking cigarettes. And honestly, she fooled me. So they trained her on how to fake smoke cigarettes? Because you know how sometimes in movies you can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not how you do it. No, you that you can't. You remember when people used to make fun of you for not inhaling? Yeah, yeah. To be like, you don't even inhale. I am inhaling. No, you're not. There's a difference between inhaled and uninhaled smoke. We can always tell. Oh, we know. I thought she was smoking. I didn't notice that. She was trained very well. I thought the same. Yeah, Put a health her. at risk. Good for her. Good for her. Do you know anything about this movie, The Fire? Yes, I do. So, 
there's a radio station in this movie of course it's called kap okay now everywhere in the movie everybody's listening to this one station now it's a radio radio you can get multiple channels on your radio Sure. weird how everybody is listening to this one station yeah. especially a jazz station now i don't have a problem with jazz i love sure. jazz sure. it's very good music here yes but there's a reason why they made this station a jazz station okay because it's a movie okay yeah. jazz yeah. music is the easiest to get rights to Oh, like without copyright cop- stuff. Without yeah. copyright infringement. So you can't just put any music. Okay, so those of you who don't know, there are copyright laws, okay? So you can't just use any kind of music that you want in any kind of video production. Gotta You'll be get expensive. sued. Yes. Or you gotta buy the rights to it or, you know, get permission. And sometimes people have to make you pay top dollar to put a certain song in a certain place. But jazz, however, is very cheaply, very budget. You know, it's like the dollar store of music. You get it. So that's why. I've always it's been a, a fan station. of La Bamba. I think if you put that song in any of your pictures, it's gonna be a good movie. Mama loves mambo. No, 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 no. Mama loves mambo. That's not the song you're talking about, is it? Mumbo number five. Dun, 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 dun. That might be one of the top ten worst songs in the world, but it's like. Not unlistenable. Like you can listen to that song. Who doesn't like Mambo Number Five? It's such a bad song. Can you <laughs> listen to it. Like it's such a bad song, but such that like you can listen to it. Nah, it's not a bad song. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> you can listen like just like I don't know why it was made. I don't know. Like the energy is all over the place. Like it's just a random. Oh, it's a white people wedding song. That's what it is. Oh, that's a good point. Tell me you've never been to a wedding and haven't heard this goddamn song. That's the only place it's played now. That's a good point. Yeah. I like the Baja Men Who Let the Dogs Out. That's what a, a good classic. one, too. <laughs> it's a classical jam. Those fellas... You know, the musical people. Those fellas really jam. let the dogs out. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Any, you know anything else about this movie? I don't know who's going to get those dogs. But no, nothing about the movie. That's it. I think I think it's, we're all fogged out. All right. <laughs> so, Ozark, Mark. Yes. Here's how I want to lay this down. First off, this is just a little Deborah Hill appreciation moment. Um... A Deborah Hill production means a lot, too. It's not just John Carpenter movie. And I don't, you know, she passed away in 2005, which super sad, you know, she died very young. But she was a big part of horror. And her name should definitely be, like, mentioned in the top ranks with anybody else, with any of the greats. But um, a little bit of spicy drama at the time. Her and John Carpenter were together, like when they were making Halloween. So they was dating. And John Carpenter's the... he's been all over the place. Oh man, my man's just slanging, you know. But then when this movie came out, he started going with you know Adrian Barbeau, and they it was fresh. And apparently, even like Jamie Lee Curtis was rumored to say that it was like still fresh and a little uncomfortable for everybody, but. They all worked past it because John Carpenter, he worked with Deborah Hill for like her whole life, like their whole career. They worked together, which was cool that they could like put, you know, put the past behind them and not let some like weird like little thing flare up, like fuck up their future because they they made some great horror flicks. Like, I'm glad that they could like put differences aside and make this movie. But there was a little bit of spicy love drama, a little soap opera stuff going on. Everybody, they, these damn kids, they keep switching partners. Everybody keeps banging. It's that damn hip-hop music. They get together and they're hitting these vape Them damn pens. Sprite commercials. Hitting these vape pens and twerking. Yeah. <laughs> twerking. That's just the fun of it all, Mark. And let's be, let's be honest. If you're... 
if you're going to pick a natural element to be afraid of, not many people pick the fog. Not many people do. He, like, picks open claims on shit. Like, this lucky bastard, not lucky, but he's smart. Halloween. If you're going to pick any name for a horror movie, Halloween. That was wide open. He's like, nobody has this? Oh, this is mine. <laughs> like, uh, Halloween, the fog. Like, that's just, like, he just, like, took some of the best, like, concepts and he just, the like, put... Thing. <laughs> the thing. Just as basic as it gets. Put my flag on this mountain. Uh, like, no. this is mine now. Dude, Why? he's, like, taking up all... Yeah, he just stole the real estate. It's like the it's like ski ball. He's just going for the big one. Like everybody's going for that corner. Like now, nah, I'll just take this. That's fine. Halloween. <laughs> okay, dog. And he did. He crushed it. Very confident guy. Come born in Kentucky. Um, just uh. Well, it's good, man. But those, uh, you know, it's the simple things. But that's the, he picks things that are everyday things. Like that's mm-hmm. what creates fear. Is something that's involved in your life. Like everybody has seen fog. Yeah. Everybody has gone through fog at some point. Shit, even heavy rain is hard to drive through. Fog is nuts if you get some crazy fog. Dude, oh yeah, fog is scary. Like fog itself is scary, especially in your if you're in a moving vehicle. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. That shit's scary. Like driving on Dude, you ever drive on the highway and you can't see? Yeah, freaky. Too far and people are idiots and they turn their brights on, which you're not supposed to do in fucking fog, so it makes it even worse. So stupid. We've been driving to, we on our trips when we drove to Florida multiple times. Like we went down to there. Florida. <laughs> down there, dude. And that fog, it, it's so dense. Like, it's scary. Besides, you don't know what's in fog. There could be anything in fog. It's worse than the dark. When I'm in Florida, I like to get fish. Fish and... Your, your grandmother and I, we sing karaoke. That's what I do in Florida. I think that's what everybody does in Florida. Eat fish and sing karaoke, baby. That's the life. And watching John Carpenter flicks on the road to Halloween. Love his, I love his score, though. I mean, can't I, say it enough. I, I wish. Too. Why can't they make scores like this anymore? Why they got to get all futuristic and shit? So, uh, Just compose something cool. His son, I think his name's Cody, Cody Carpenter. He worked with them on the latest like Halloween movie, which I'm not like thrilled about these latest Halloween movies um, but his son up and coming he does the same kind of shit and I, I know he did work on Firestarter the newer one movie was trash but I heard the score was good um, so in my opinion it would be nice to see them bring that back because like the synth wave is kind of coming back and it works, dude. Like even a nightmare in Elm Street, that's one of my favorite parts of Elm Street is just when it gets heightened up, dude, that synth is something that's... Well, that's, ha- that's, th- that's half the reason why the older movies are scary. You think it would come synth. off as corny, but it doesn't. It just get, No, it gets you in the right state of mind <laughs> of what you're supposed to be feeling in that moment. It, it, half, it makes your hair stand up when you hear some of this. Yep. Like that same bell thing's going again in this one. Like, it'll get you going. Yeah, he makes knows you, when it, to punch it, it. Yeah, and it makes you feel uncomfortable in an uncomfortable scene. So, it's hard to beat that, you know. But, but without further ado, we need to go through this portal real quick and go to the uh, another realm of the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Like Crash Bandicoot when you'd hop into the different levels? Yes, that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Sloppy Horror Rating, baby, yeah! Whoa! You made it. Wow! <laughs> wow! Booga booga. Booga booga. That was part of my childhood. You just unlocked something in me. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to the world famous one and only, one of a kind, only one on earth, Sloppy Horror Podcast Rating, where... The one and only Christian Rapey over there is going to be the Prince of Horror. He is your guide. He is the man himself. He made this great horror system of a rating. So we're going to base this on a horror movie scale, not a movie in general, so keep that in mind. Yeah. So we're going to do this as a series of four categories. Three of the categories are worth three points. Last category is worth 1.4. A total of 10 points altogether. Yeah, that's right. Now, let's get into 
the first category here in a sloppy horror podcast rating, and that is casting. Dog. Just get it out of the way. It's a three. You know you're going to say it. I know. It is. There's just big-time actors. Like, this isn't even personal opinion. I mean, Tom Atkins, Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Lee, um, Hal Halbrick, uh, just a, a litany of fucking great actors. There's a lot of them, and they all work well. They really do. you got to give them credit in this. Um, when anybody could take an unbelievable, like, real-life situation, obviously weather is real but ghost pirates are not so when you can take a situation and make it at all believable and be convincing that helps but these were real deal actors so it's a three for me it's a three is it a three for you would you say three i don't know actors that much but i mean superstar cast everybody worked well you know it was perfect so you can't get better than this you can't ask for a better cast for this movie i don't think everybody worked well everybody was believable was great. Mm-hmm. So that is three out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the second category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. So the six kills, they were fun, but they weren't too graphic. So this is feeling like a one. Um, they were cool enough for it to be a one and not a half a point, I think, because they, they were like, they were coming in with like. Um, what do you call those like scythes those like big circle blades i don't know what the hell you call those uh sickles sickles yeah yeah mm-hmm. dude just taking taking people out with those it it was fun to watch but a lot of it was implied so definitely a one feels right for me yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean they are brutal but you don't see any of the brutalness a lot of them are repetitive but we have six in there so you know, and they are, they, are, they do, when they happen, it's important. So, one, one is good for me. So, that is four out of ten so far here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the third and final three-point category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is fear. This is a tough category for me. It's either going to be a half a point or a one point for me. Um... I don't know if modern audiences would be terrified of this or be afraid of this or if it's just more of a fun watch. Because um, the town's trying to overcome. Obviously, a super young kid might be freaked out by, by it, but I'm thinking half a point probably on fear. It's not too creepy, but it's fun. Yeah, I mean, like I think I said previously, I mean, every kid, a kid will be scared of any movie. Mm-hmm. If, if the child is young enough it can be scared of anything because their mind is really what's going to freak them out because once they see fog they're going to get scared um but that's what you get a half you get a half a point automatically for just being a horror movie because somebody's going to be scared of it um yep but like you said yeah this is just a fun watch you know it's nothing too crazy yeah it feels like a road to halloween movie honestly it's a comfort watch for me so i and i think for those of you who haven't seen this, because I know there's quite a few of you who, which, bless your heart, seriously, I love you guys so much for watching the movies every week and keeping up with the episode, because that's all we, we hope to do, is give you three hours of entertainment out of your week, you know, an hour of listening to us, and then, you know, maybe two hours of watching the movie, or however long it takes you to get through the, all the shit. We appreciate that, and if anybody gets turned on to this movie for the first time, I'm like really pumped about that because obviously you're into horror movies if you're listening to us and you probably consider yourself somewhat like, you know, a a horror aficionado or, you know, a horror fan. You got to get this one under your belt. Like that's not like a gatekeeper, you know, comment. I'm just saying like this movie is underrated, but like gold with all these actors and um, such a cool story. I mean, legendary, even behind the camera. John Carpenter, obviously Deborah Hill, Tommy Lee Wallace. Just a whole band of merry men. It's like, I don't know, like, it's like uh, if Big Daddy, if nobody had seen that out of the Adam Sandler movies, it's like, all right, if you're going to talk about all of them, like, you need to see this one, too. Like, it's just, like, in there, but it's not talked about, really. No, this is very, you're going to enjoy it. It's a great, it's a great easy watch. Great comfort. Great, great movie to watch. So, um, that is four and a half out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the final one-point category for half a point each here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is rewatchability. For sure. Yep. 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 Very rewatchable. 
easily rewatchable. Yeah. Easily. So that is a total of five and a half out of ten. For The Fog, 1980. Ah. John Carpenter's The Fog. That's what it says on the, says on the opening credits. So I like how right. he does that. Yeah. He's like, this is my shit. I own Halloween. Yeah. I own The Fog. I own the thing. I own it all. I own the basket. <laughs> the laundromat. That's a good deal. So, as always, Mark, well, not as always, because sometimes we, we forget to do it, but I would like to hit a parental rating with this one. Can cool. we hit the music? Can I hit the buzzer? You just hit it. I missed you, mister. Mr. Mr. Rosak. Tell him if we're old enough. How old? Watch that scary stuff for the parents who give a f- All right, boys and girls. If it's your first time to this segment, this is quite simple. A lot of folks say, hey, we want movies we can watch with our kids that are scary. So we figure we do you the, the service of the horror movies that we do cover. We try to let you know maybe an age limit that you can let kids watch them. And this is Ozark's specialty. So I'm going to pass it off to him, Ozark. What are we talking about with this John Carpenter flick? What are we feeling? Oh, man. Not too scary. No. Probably like seven. That feels fair. That feels really fair. I don't think I've even... I don't think any of the parental guidances have been seven yet. Um, It's not E for everyone. Uh, I can definitely see uh, some children's being afraid of the ghost pirates at some point. Because, you know, kids are afraid of the weirdest stuff. It's happened to me, too. I was afraid of weird things, too. But, uh, I mean, there's no sex, no drugs. Mm -hmm. The kills are very implied. You just see minor stabbings and stuff. I mean, you know. Yeah, your kids are into this shit, they're going to be. (laughs) Yeah, a kid sees more violence in the game, in video games and shit like that. So it's it's no more violence than, like, a frightening video game or something. So you're going to be fine with that. Yeah, I'd say, like, seven. That's a very fair rating. Yep, and depending on your child, if you got a little weirdo kid like Christian Ramey that's been fed into horror, mm-hmm. you can even go lower. I, I've always introduced it as, uh, well, kind of like, isn't this cool? Like, isn't this kind of like someone made that? Like, uh, like I try to, like, I don't know. Like I said, she was watching those little weird YouTube videos. They're kids, but they're like kids' YouTube channels where they had like a Chucky doll and an Annabelle doll. And she was a little bit like, is Chucky real? I'm like, no. Like, I showed her the video of like all the ten dudes controlling him with like a robot. I was like, it takes ten guys for him to move. He's a big robot. Isn't that cool? Isn't that kind of cool? Like, wouldn't you like to work that robot? Like, I think it's just if a kid gets real freaked out by a movie, pull up the behind the scenes on YouTube. Yep. Show him like, yeah, and that's sweet. Like, yeah, now it is. <laughs> you couldn't do that back in the day. Oh yeah, absolutely. You were just stuck with it. Yeah, you know? he was just like, it's not just the, it's not real. Go to bed. I, I think that's where like the Fangorias and stuff really came into place because it's like you could face the fear and you're like, man, these people were like able to make something so powerful. Like, dude, you, whatever you did in that makeup chair ruined my childhood for like five summers, dude. Like I couldn't walk up the stairs right, you know, without running for my whole childhood because of this. And it was just somebody in a makeup room. Chances are they had a couple to drink. Or maybe they were smoking one. Like, you know what, man? We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And boom. Childhood ruined. And for that, I really like that. But that's my approach. If your kids ever get freaked out by the shit, try to show them the behind the scenes. Try to show them the... Reveal the curtain of, like, these are human beings who like weird stuff. Because sometimes the kids that are most freaked out by it end up being the ones that like the weird stuff the most as they grow up because they're like, you got you know, you conquer your fear in a way. Yeah. And it, something, like, I mean, that's why I love movies like Monster Squad and stuff. I mean, something about, like, my imagination at, like, 10, 11. I mean, even, like, let's just say, like, 8 through 12, if you're like, yeah, man, he's a Frankenstein creature and he has wings and he can, I'd be like, what? Like, my brain would just... It would be just right there with you. I mean, it still is because I'm grown up and I'm a horror nerd. But at that age, you just have that imagination. And I, I appreciate how movies can really <clears throat> tap in on that, like the how Monster Squad did. You know, just that vibe of when you're a young kid and you just love horror. 
Even though you're afraid of it, it creeps you out, but you want to like conquer that fear. A fog's a good icebreaker. That's a good uh, starter for kids to get into horror movies, I would say. Yeah, it kind of gets they're they're good getting test. in uh they're getting in ankle deep there. Yeah. There you go. They're getting in there. Testing the waters. Yeah. Let me ask you this real quick. We don't have a lot of time left, but I forgot to ask you this. How pissed would you be if you came back looking for your gold and it was stolen by a church and they made a giant cross out of it? Oh, right. <laughs> this is symbolic, too. Where the fuck am I going to spend this? Like, right, it's so symbolic, You had all too. gold coins and shit. Like, you could have spent it. Oh, that's like, no. Now you just got this one solid T. <laughs> gold T. Wear it around your neck. That's that's how he was trying to go out. Now, if you've enjoyed most of this episode, which... Most made, of it? Yeah, I think... What parts didn't you like? I think if you've made it this far, it's obviously something palpable. It's something easily digestible to your body, and you like it. You like putting us in your body at the same fucking time. And if you would like to see us keep putting our bodies in your body week after week without commercials or any delay, you could support our show by going to patreon.com slash sloppyhorror. On there, for cheaper than a cup of, cof- cup of coffee, you could support us every month and get a bunch of bonus content, bonus episodes we put up on there. We've been reading spooky stories lately. Somebody else wrote me and said that whistle one fucked them up, that whistle story we told. Very fun stuff. Folks, we're talking, you know, three, five bucks a month, something. And there's, there's um, well, we have about 60-plus regular episodes of the Sloppy Horror Podcast, and we are almost getting to 30 episodes on the Patreon. So there's a lot of content there if you are if you haven't gone there yet. So, yes, I mean, and, and if you can't do something like that, trust trust me and Ozark Mark when we understand times are hard. So we get it. And we yes. appreciate you just being here week after week. And the best thing that you guys can do, can do is tell all of your horror friends or even your movie friends that like to be educated on spooky shit, especially this time of year, point them to our show. Point him in this direction. Point him to Ozark first. They'll like him more. No, and they show won't. Me. Uh, well, no, they, they won't. They're not going to like either one of us, probably. No. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But seriously, guy, I know that sounds like the, the lamest shit to say because I, I don't want to sound like one of those like, all right, guys, smash that fucking like button. Make sure you share. I hate the, the inflection of those people. But as a growing channel... If you guys watch on YouTube every week and you're not subscribed to our channel, what the hell are you doing? All right? If you're watching the video, throw a like on there. All right? Throw a like on there or a comment. Let us know where you're coming from. We want to hear from everybody. You hate the episode? Let us know. Love it? Let us know. Want to see something, uh, uh, see us cover another movie? Let us know in the comments. You enjoy us on Apple, Spotify, whatever, be sure to throw down a rating. Do something like that. That really helps us out big time. So... That's that's all we can ask from you folks. Hey, the more we grow, the the more there might we get to two episodes a week here, you know. Yeah, and I'm we, definitely more of a grower than a shower. That's it's just cold out sometimes, you know. You got to get the blood moving. <laughs> and that's a nice little treat you folks can take home with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what you do with it, I don't care. <laughs> Just twist it till it turns purple. <laughs> That's the old fashioned method. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine beating off in like 1700s? Just like no porn, like no lotion or anything. You're just dry rubbing it like underneath your canvas outfit to like your thoughts. Dude, I would at least use some, like, butter or something. You know they use something. Uh, you would hope. What do you think the first lubricant was to be used? Saliva. That's probably accurate. Okay. Yeah. Let, not, okay, outside of bodily yeah, outside, fluids. Okay. Outside of bodily liquids. I'm definitely thinking some kind of animal fat. Butter. and You know, something from animal fat for sure. Yeah, yeah, something slick. Oh, yeah, they're doing some nasty shit. It's probably mud. <laughs> Rubbing fruits all over their privates. 
<laughs> All right. We're getting way out of left field here. This is going down a bad road. But that's the kind of stuff that you can find on the bonus episodes. <laughs> Sorry, that's the last time I'm saying it. This is uh, the Sobby Horror Podcast. Come back next week, boys and girls. Guess what month we're going to be in? Wait, are we still in September? Is there one week left of September? What is today? It's the 22nd. So it comes out 20. Damn it. There's one more episode in September till we hit October. Never mind. I'm sorry. Jump the gun a little bit there. Rock until you drop. Dance until your feet.